0: Hello, George Halford, Local Matters, and do we have a treat for all of you. Uh, Here with Molly Brown. I'm going to let Molly tell you who she is and all about herself, but one of my good friends and colleagues and uh, one of our uh, – Molly epitomizes this show. Interesting people uh, in the uh, upper Cumberland who daily, on a regular basis – uh, impact the uh, impact the region and add to the fabric of our community. And so, Molly, uh, this is mainly about you today. We're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about a lot of projects and things that we we did when we worked together at the chamber and you were at the state and all, and uh, before that and no after that. So, welcome to Local Matters.
1: Well, thank you so much. I, I'm flattered that you think I'm interesting enough to be on your show. Uh, <laughs> But and I can't believe they let us on the radio together. That they knew some of the stories about us. We can't tell them though. No, <laughs> we had but, too much fun, Mike.
0: but. you know, uh, and I, I've been warned. I've, I've been warned. I've been told my wi- wife and everybody else is I talk too much. So my job today <laughs> is as much as I can is to listen. So.
1: Well, that reminds me of our my interview. Whenever I came to interview with you. Tell them
0: that. Yeah, that's a good story.
1: Well. So, first of all, uh, my name is Molly Brown. I'm originally from Fentress County and I currently own Tour of the Upper Cumberland, which is a tour yeah. agency yeah. here showcasing the 14 county region of the Upper Cumberland. We do bus tours, group tours, corporate retreats, shuttle service, and we're actually implementing some Jeep tours as well now. So, for the, the private <clears> tours. So, really fun to be able to showcase the hidden gems of the region and to be able to highlight the mom and pops and all the destinations yes. in the area because we love the rural region of the upper cumberland and i mean there's so many things that people don't know about here so i get to to play all the time and and plan tours and have fun but um i actually came when i came to cookville first uh was to interview to work at the chamber of commerce yes and uh, got to go in and sit down with george hallford Mm-hmm. And Laura Canada and Lillian Hartgrove. And That's that, right. I remember it was that. like going before the firing squad there, right? It was. And uh, <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. And I'd been with the chamber in Murfreesboro prior, and um, it was so funny because I got all these questions from Lillian Hartgrove. And it turns out that later on, I learned that Laura was having morning sickness because she was <laughs> pregnant. Well, and I think her first child. And yes, yeah. she was pregnant with Ty. And um, you just sat there and never said a word. And I was like, okay. And then Lillian's firing all these questions off, and I'm answering as best as I can and thinking, man, I think I would really like to be here. And then at the end of the interview, you came and you said, tell Paul Latour I sat through a whole meeting and didn't say a word.
0: I remember that now.
1: (laughs) And I learned later why that was funny.
0: (laughs) Uh, For for the audience, Paul Latour and I served together. I hired, actually hired – Paul in another chamber in Clarksville years ago. Mm-hmm. He's a third generation chamber exec. I knew his grandfather, but the story is he's the Murf- he is the Murfreesboro chamber president, doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Been down there for ten, fifteen years, several years, yeah, maybe more than. But the the other story is, I called him up and I said, "Tell me about Molly Brown." He just he, you'd have to know Paul. He's, a, he's like Don Rickles. He's a but he's a person. A few words. He said, "Hire." I said, okay, thank you, bye, and I never <laughs> asked him a question. And so and later did. on, I had a chance to do him that way with one of our employees. But yeah. let's go back to birth. You, 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 <laughs> oh, yes. Let's start at birth, go through high school. Don't spend too much time in high school. But talk about who you are as a person, as a child, as your family, your, your parents. You, you've got a, I know you've got a, a, a nephew. Yes, and, you guys, and yeah.
1: a new niece.
0: Okay, uh-huh. so let's just yeah. talk about you for a while.
1: Oh, goodness. Well, um, of course, I already said I'm from Finchers County, Um, so born and raised there. Um, My dad came from a logging family, my mom from a farming community, and I'm so thankful for them, and they have really been the perfect examples of hard work and loyal, having being loyal and honest and just really working for what you have and and appreciating the value of a dollar. So I think that, you know, (coughs) they're really a reason why that I am always working and, you know I. I've ever since I've been able to work, I've had multiple jobs usually and always kind of have multiple projects going all the time. But um really appreciate them and being able to grow up there. And, um, you know, we would always go to my grandma's every Sunday afternoon oh, yeah. and, you know, big meal and whole family together. And so very family-oriented. And um, my brother came along uh, when I was six years old, and I always say he's my favorite brother. And uh, <laughs> he uh, is now grown and has two little ones, uh, a nine-year-old sawyer and um, wow. Carly was born in December. Oh. And so we are just obsessed with them. So and the so,
0: family moved, uh, yeah. so, moves on. Yeah, it's that's so great.
1: Nice to be able to have a flexible schedule now as a business owner to be able to make them as much of a priority as possible and spend time with yeah. them. So uh, so that's the story with the family. Well, and,
0: sort uh, of, but yeah. Uh, again, George Halford with Molly Brown. Um, one of the tourism visitor gurus, uh, not only in the upper Cumberland, but in the state of Tennessee. And we'll come back. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. But so um, you uh, uh, one thing you uh, you talked about, we, we've we talked about is how you had grown up in a very, uh, you know, you went to school, you but you didn't you didn't test yourself or you did what's the word <laughs> I was very you did, sheltered you sta- no good. B- but you stayed inside boundaries yeah. and talk about when you uh w- what you started doing
1: well you know it's funny i i'm growing up I, i'm a people pleaser i'm a natural people, ple- people I am pleaser too. i'm a helper i'm an enneagram too all those things and so i've learned that that about myself but as i've gotten older um i've realized but i was always very sheltered i was the wallflower um and then as i got older um, in living, I was lived in Murfreesboro. I went to MTSU went to college. I went to Alvin C. York Institute for high school, and then went on to Rome State for college, and then transferred, and then got two degrees from MTSU. And I was always the uh, just trying to to make the best decisions or whatever. I expected everybody yeah. to think. And Didn't
0: step out of the box. Is that, of, uh, is that what you come yeah. out very structured?
1: And- I I went through some changes in in growing up and. Ended up moving back home to to the Upper Cumberland, and in that process of kind of just a, a resurgence of uh, of life and kind of reflection, and I started, you know, saying yes to everything and taking risk, and kind of feel like you know jumping off cliff kind of feeling. But so in some sad. senses, I actually did. I did rappelling and did you repelled You, know, you all these kayak? Different-
0: <laughs> you uh, <laughs> my motorcycles? I'm going. What's she yeah. gonna do next? Well,
1: <clears> you know, whenever <throat> I I got. The job for the chamber, my first project was the Hog Rally, and um, I remember Laura assigning me to take photos from the back of a motorcycle, <laughs> and it was we were going, we rode literally just around town and took pictures of marquees, and we called we called it the Marquee Ride, and uh, just to show on social media because I was doing communications at the time, and and tourism because we were everything was a hybrid position back then. But I was like, I can't believe this is my job,
0: oh yeah, and get paid for this you
1: know I, I fell in love in tur- with tourism when I was at Murfreesboro because you know when I was working on my master's, uh, my master's is in educational leadership, so it's okay. not technically uh related, but it's it it you know you use everything that that you uh gain in your education to be able to apply it in some capacity but um, yeah, I just ended up
0: here you are I know and uh what's well, the old thing if you want to make god laugh tell him your plans most <laughs> of us the journey and we start out to do one thing and we go to school or whatever we do and we end up somewhere else thank god
1: yeah yeah but, so uh, when i was in working on my master's i started working at a bed and breakfast and
0: you told me that
1: that's how that's, my tourism my love of tourism started and i was traveling through other people's travels and it's kind of how it sparked from there? The uh, the owners of the inn eventually. I started ho- in housekeeping, and mm-hmm. eventually became mm-hmm. the innkeeper. And uh, from there on, I was able to just kind of start building my career in tourism, and I love it. And oh yeah, it's, it's like you say, you know, it gets in your blood.
0: You know, there's a phenomena that I, I noticed when I first moved here some 20 years ago. My wife and I, Jamestown, Fentress County. <laughs> has an enormous amount of very talented, bright people, entrepreneurs, business people, not only in in, uh, Cookville and Tennessee, but throughout the nation. But what is it about Jamestown (laughs) that is sort of a breeding ground for a lot of really good, sharp people such as yourself?
1: You know, I, I don't know what causes it. Is it but something in the water? Is it the you know, I used to say like I was so desperate to get out because was a small town and, you know, you want to go and move out to a bigger city. And, and, you know, whenever I moved back, I actually worked at the chamber in Jamestown for three months prior to you offering me the job in Cookville. And I'm so thankful for that because Amen. Yeah. I had a whole new appreciation for where I come from. But you know, talking about people, there's so many people that are from Pantry's County that are successful, and have either like left and then come back, um, or they're settled here in the region the, the entire time. But you know, uh, the late Steve Rains is a huge, St- Love Steve. A huge oh. business mentor for me. I know
0: you were the Rains family. Mm-hmm. You grew up best friends with those yeah. folks. His sister, I think that, mm-hmm. I think that's right. You were like family,
1: mm-hmm. I, and and still to this day, I. I Try to stay in touch as much as possible, and his niece Regina is one of my dearest friends and so uh, she's got we call it the hideaway up in Jamestown where we, we always slip away and, and and that's where Steve grew up so um but and I, a lot of times I will retreat there if I need to like think about business or have like a strategic planning session with myself i'll go, I'll go, go up home there go to your it, roots it, yeah it's you know it's kind of a, a business therapy kind of thing. You
0: know when I first moved here, uh, Scott, a uh, Sandman. Uh, yeah. if, if we start naming names, though, we're going <laughs> to leave out a bunch. But I went up there and spent a, a Friday with him, and I was just blown away with the uh, uh, mm-hmm. Big South Fork and the horse. Yes. Wow! So what? A, what a heritage. How about the
1: 127 corridor sale? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh,
0: oh, but but so uh, you 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 wanted to? I remember that during the interview, your deal was you had decided you wanted to. Come home to your roots mm-hmm. and uh, reinvent yourself, you know, and you start back where you started.
1: Yeah, it, and it's funny because I've, I've done that a couple of times. Um, <laughs> That's right, yeah. I, I came back and got the job. I was doing communications, communications coordinator and convention and visitors bureau That's coordinator, right. serving under Laura Canada, and um, learned a lot about the visitors bureau and about local visitor.
0: You know, George Hofford with Molly Brown. We we just got started. She's gonna tell us a lot more and um Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few seconds. Thank you very much, Molly. We're going to do it. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no... No other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue, across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. George Hofford again. I'm I'm getting fired up, reminiscing. <laughs> One thing about this show I love. I get to I get to go back in time myself in this great community and region with great people like Molly Brown, uh, who came home from. Uh, from far away in Rutherford county and this, and then later in from the, in the state, we'll come into that in just a moment but uh from jamestown uh we just finished that now you're here you're at the you're at the chamber, starting another aspect of your career in the chamber we're we're trying to grow i mean highlands regional development, yeah. and then things opportunities came along we had just gotten t w s w a uh, state football championships, and we can we can talk about yeah. that, but let's just start with the next big one, which was the hog rally oh yeah and so, you, you you were the you were the guru of the <laughs> hog rally and and uh, I
1: wouldn't say guru, but I sure enjoyed it uh yeah. definitely loved that event, and we you know we were the first to host a five day rally, we had record setting numbers, <laughs> and um it was something that we didn't know our community would be so welcoming about. Um, But everybody loved it, and then it sparked and turned into more hog rallies. But, you know, we really utilized that event, um, that and TSSAA.
0: Put us on the map. Put us on the
1: map in terms of being able to realize we could really recruit large events like that, of that caliber. And, um, you know, we went on to host multiple hog rallies throughout. We did. And, you know, um, 2017 we hosted the first regional rally. Was it
0: eight states?
1: I think so and it, it was, was a
0: huge uh, Harley decided to go regionalize mm-hmm. their 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 They rallies. could have had
1: it and you know continue to have it state. state, by state. but then they had
0: a big region
1: mm-hmm. and yeah. it was fantastic and we we continued to get so many people so many visitors based on that event because People travel in groups when they're on motorcycles, and they would just keep coming back year after year. And even when we weren't hosting it, they would still keep coming back. I was say, during back.
0: the year, we would have mm-hmm. groups like Detroit. I remember yeah. that that group of.
1: And then I think that's what... <laughs> you know, sparked us to be able to recruit Run for the Wall as well, which is the Veterans Motorcycle group that comes through. They made Cookville their only overnight stop in Tennessee on their midway route, and that event continues to come here every year the week before Memorial
0: yeah. Day. What is Run for the Wall? A lot of our uh, – most, most of our audience probably knows but doesn't know the what and yeah. why and so the they're, detail. They're
1: riding for a cause, and so it's a, it's a it's a motorcycle event. It's a mission, and it's usually about 300 riders, and they start in Los Angeles area, and they're riding to arlington national cemetery and they will arrive there on memorial day um but they are riding for those who can't and so it's it's an in, in memory or in honor of those who were killed in action missing in action um or they're riding you know as therapy for ptsd yes so they stop at um, veterans m- memorials and they meet with school children all along the way and they do things to t- try to help them to be able to heal
0: and arlington they they end up at
1: yes and i believe they are the only motorcycle group that are allowed in arlington
0: so they're nationally recognized Mm -hmm. and we've made some great friends
1: oh absolutely and
0: they uh they chose us to spend the night Mm -hmm. and i remember the bridges being lined with our citizens as they came in and we we honored them, our local veterans groups, and it was one of the highlights of my life. Absolutely,
1: I would say it's probably the most impactful event that I've been a part of, and and I'm thankful it still continues, and, yes. and the Visitors Bureau still hosts, and uh, Shan and that group are doing a great job with it, and I believe they actually stayed two nights this year, so wow. even more special.
0: Talk about the a uh, little bit more about the hog rider we had. We started bring we brought big name groups yeah. to town, so it was not Charlie only Charlie Daniels and
1: Blackberry yeah. Smoke, and uh, they they were the Cadillac Black back then, but they're now the Cadillac Three. But you know, they those bands were, of course, Charlie Dan- Daniels, Charlie was a Daniels, legend. oh, uh, Montgomery Gentry. You know, I remember
0: sad we lost we Eddie. Lost Troy, was it Eddie that it died Troy. in a tragic car, uh, airplane, helicopter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was Troy. Troy. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. And Troy Gentry, and um, but you know those guys were here and hanging out under the grandstands with them before they were going on stage, and you know such such cool experiences. And did
0: we say three dog night, yeah. I think we did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I actually get got paid to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> Some of the most fun things we did, yeah. Molly, we they brought a lot of people here. They spend a lot of money. Talk about tourism, just a moment. How important. The purest form of economic development. What that did, say a hog rally.
1: Yes. Well, you know, the average Harley rider back then was spending, of course that was in, you know, we were doing our stats back then in 2012. The average hog rider would spend, you know, $300 a day when they traveled. And you think about, we were recruiting quality guests who were coming to spend money and leave it here. And so, you know, Commissioner Triplett, former commissioner of uh, the Tourist Development Mm -hmm. Department for the state, he would always say, you know, tourism is the purest form of economic development because we are just recruiting these people to come here and spend their money and leave. We don't have to provide jobs for them. We don't have to do anything, you know, special for them um, but other than give them a good experience. And
0: well, like, well, like we say, we, we we don't have to educate their kids. We might have to lock a few of them up, <laughs> but not many, not many. You know,
1: there were more calls during Blue Cross Bowl to the police than there were during there Hog were. Riley.
0: <laughs> there were. Uh, let's switch to the blue cross bowl and what that yeah. meant to us and our state and uh it's it's branding it's mm-hmm. marketing it's identity and talk let's yeah. talk a little bit about well, the blue cross bowl and what it the it, legacy and what it did and well how. it
1: definitely put us on the map especially in tennessee because you know everybody from memphis to mountain city knew all roads lead to cookville in december that's right and um start i guess it was 2009 was the first year um I think that it was so. hosted in Cookville. Well
0: we have it ten years. And
1: then it uh, okay, Eight years? lasted through twenty twenty because I hosted okay. the last one and that Ooh. was a bit more challenging uh, to bring <laughs> forty thousand people to town over three days during the the uh, dreaded COVID word. Uh but yeah. But changed
0: the world, COVID. Yeah. And, uh, but it was
1: a challenge, but we you know, this community, that event I always said was something that truly showed how well our community works together because there's nothing like that that one person or one small team could do. It was all hands on deck. 700 volunteers, local, you know, emergency service workers, um, everybody. City, Tennessee county, Tech.
0: Melinda Kiefer. Um, I'm going to start naming names and yeah. getting in trouble uh, again. But.
1: Tennessee Tech, though, I, I think that them being a partner, Tennessee in, Tech. Uh, oh, their athletics team. Uh, you know, I always have to shout out to Mark Wilson, Mark,
0: no question, and Matt
1: Dexter. I mean, they really, their team really, we could not, could not have done it with them without them.
0: But just saying, for, for more than a week, it started. You said in August, but the week of, we were we were the football mecca mm-hmm. of Tennessee. Yeah. And and one more, and see, I'm talking. <laughs> Watson Brown told us, if you remember, that he got twenty. Was it eighteen or twenty? Recruits mm-hmm. from who played in the Blue Cross Bowl to mm-hmm. come to Tennessee to ta- yeah. play football because most of these kids, while they're great football players, are not going to go to Tennessee or Alabama Division One. So it really put us on the map. It was a great program, mm-hmm. and again, it's something else I loved and got paid for. Yeah. It was good. Gr-
1: yeah, it definitely made me realize how hard a visitors bureau works. Oh, uh, because when I was in Murfreesboro at the chamber there, I was in economic development, and I didn't realize how much the tourism department was doing because they were always busy and out doing stuff. But I didn't really know what they did. But yeah. once I came to Cookville, I was like, oh, well, this is what they were doing downstairs there, because that you know they they host TWS to play basketball then. And so I was like, had a whole new appreciation for them as well.
0: What was the number that it, the economic tax burden it was 130? and thirty hundred and Fifty dollars for the average homeowner because of tourism. General, is a huge number.
1: Yeah, and it, it's increased, continued to increase because the the ranking for Putnam County continues to increase.
0: So we, it's a, it's it's one that just happens. You don't see a new building going up. You you just see people, mm-hmm. and you say, where do these people come from? They go home. So, okay. well, Molly, we're off to a really good start. We we may, we need more time, even more sessions. Is what I'm saying. But we're gonna. <laughs> We're going to come back and uh, after the break, and we're going to talk more about the impact, what we're doing, a little continuation. And uh, I'm George Holford with Molly Brown talking about visitors and tourism in the Upper Cumberland. And Molly, back soon. Thank you. Wow. George Holford again with Molly Brown talking about all things tourism, visitors, and the economic impact. And uh, let's pick up where we left off and Talk about you! You had a great look, great run here, and much to our chagrin, you got promoted to the state of Tennessee uh, in tourism. And you talk about where you went from uh, here.
1: Yeah, um, I was really, you know, doing great here in terms of like I was really felt like I got some momentum going uh, with the Visitors Bureau, and I'd hired a team, and it was actually the first time that the Chamber had had a specific. Yes. Separate division. Full, uh,
0: and a full a full-time time department. effort. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, because we were always these hybrid, hybrid positions of like splitting communications or yeah. visitors bureau and all that. So, so um, Zach Ledbetter came on in in my place, <laughs> I and yeah. uh, I felt. You know, like I was able to pass the baton on to somebody who was amazing and went to work as the PR director for the state uh, tourism department. And I felt like I went away to like tourism marketing college in some ways. And I remember so many times thinking, man, I wish I'd known this when I was in control. Oh, sure. oh I growth. wish I'd known this. And so I got to do so many cool things there. I mean, we were doing, I hosted fam tours, which fam tour is a familiarization tour. So we're familiarizing journalists uh, or influencers uh, with Tennessee And so I was getting to host these familiarization tours and taking, you know, 10 or 12 travel journalists all around. And uh, I remember doing a fam tour in the Upper Cumberland and I thought, man, I'm ready to come back home. (laughs) Um, But I I loved being able to, you know, I was meeting with people like Peter Greenberg, the travel detective, and I was getting to do projects with like Dolly Parton and Garth Brooks and Jason Isbell. And it was just like... You know, to be a part of all that in such a prime time for Tennessee tourism, it was just fantastic. But I will never forget one Friday morning, I sit at my desk in the Tennessee Tower, and I got a little hi message from uh, Zach Gladbetter. And he said, would you ever be interested in coming back to Cookville? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I went to dinner with him that night. I came back to Cookville that weekend, and we, we they were putting the chairs up around us at Cinco Amigos. We started brainstorming. And that Monday, I put my notice in and came back. And I tell you, I feel like he and I together were just oh. like the the best team. And, you know, that's when we, we had the Bear logo that we launched and all, a whole full rebranding campaign. We won five international marketing awards for yes. the Visit Cookville campaign with the Bear. And uh, we always tell people, you know, you don't come here to see the bear, you come here to be the bear. Because the
0: adventurous he, what he, tourist yeah, is what he, the bear with all the stuff and
1: the adventurous traveler, yeah. And he, you know, that bear played football. He rode motorcycles. He he does all kinds of things. He's got, he got can to, do anything. Yeah, and so the team there is still carrying that on, and and it still it's done so well. And so I love you know being around town, and I'll see somebody with a bear logo, and I'm like, oh. Would
0: you, know. you say that if it, if this were private? A private company uh ll bean or whatever mm-hmm. we had a, we had we had collectively a great brand idea and it took took it took longer because the resources just having the financial <laughs> and the staffing and
1: yeah but and,
0: but that bear I, I see it everywhere and it's be the bear but we have bears in this country
1: oh absolutely we do <laughs> i've got
0: friends that say yeah one on my farm so bears come down yeah. the come down the from Crossville, Jamestown. They are everywhere.
1: Yeah, well, we were talking the other day about seeing the bear tracks up at Meadow Creek in Monterey. That's right. That's um, right. But yeah, definitely. And, and that's a huge part just to show the outdoors. And and we had uh, you know the Southeast Tourism Society. I would go to marketing college every year for that and uh, got my certification there after three years. And our, our instructors would see the transition from the old logo to the new one, and they were like, "Well, now when somebody looks at that, they know that you guys have the outdoors and that you're an outdoor destination." And so, that was fantastic.
0: You know, for our natives here, uh, who who've grown up with all this wonderful stuff, uh, as a quote, no longer an outsider but an outsider when when I used to think of Tennessee this area, bear green bears, Tennessee. <laughs> there's a few things you think about and. Bears, I thought bears were everywhere, and they are. But uh, we're very fortunate. And uh, and well, and I
1: have to give out a shout out to Stone Creative and Roman Roman Stone. Stone. Oh, what a great! We we always worked so well with him and his team, and and they're a huge reason why that that took off the way it did. And you know, working with them to launch merchandise, and that was kind of a, a. kind of a preface to what we have now with the visitor shop and that was one of the things you know that
0: you were the brainchild <laughs> i was absolutely wrong on that you were right talk, talk so, about the visitor for shop
1: the, for the listeners that's something uh, george used to always say we needed this mecca visitor center on the interstate and we had the highlands visitor center back in the day it That was a, was a it was
0: a prototype It's uh, supposed to be
1: a i think and, a a two-year, three-year pilot project, and it was in its fifth year. And I was like, "Why are we doing this?" No,
0: no one. More. And it, so
1: we reinvested that in tourism marketing and started really putting together a strategy and targeting our audiences and all of that. And you know, I was, I was taking the lead with the Visitors Bureau after Zach Ledbetter left, and he he then went to work at the state. I we kind of played musical well, chairs. We
0: infiltrated. <laughs> no, we had. Just think about it, audience. We had a key person from our region mm-hmm. uh, calling the shots in Nashville with tourism, uh, first Molly and then Zach Ledbetter, who is still there.
1: Yeah, and what's funny is we both took Melanie Beecham's place when we went there uh, then, for two different positions, and she's also from the Upper Cumberland.
0: That's exactly right. And, uh, we had a monopoly. Yeah, we didn't tell anybody.
1: Yeah, So, <laughs> but yeah, I, so he, when he left and went to work to, to do outreach for the state, and uh, so I stepped in, and there was this – Space for rent next to Cream City, and it, this was in uh, December of 2019 when this started. It this, was, uh-huh. uh, and I remember putting together, uh, I told you and Lynn, the VP of operations, you
0: found, uh, I was this like, place. I think this
1: would be something that we could have. It would be close to the chamber, so we'd still be able to have our offices close by. We could use the rail trail to walk back and forth.
0: Oh, it's perfect.
1: And, uh, and we could have a, a visitor shop, and I wanted it to be called a visitor shop because I wanted to generate revenue to help fund the program. And, um, and it we has,
0: put, it's taken off. So you
1: know. we got started moving stuff in, out of storage, uh, March 3rd, 2020, which was mm-hmm. the same day as the tornado.
0: Same day as the tornado.
1: Same day as the tornado. And so I had forgotten things that. got placed on hold. Um, obviously, I stepped in and served as the public uh, public relations for the the recovery. Um, helped out with uh, Brandon Smith and those guys, and man, our EMA is just amazing. Oh, they're great, the big, they great do. folks. Um, but that was actually, you know, a learning experience too. Um, so obviously, didn't get to rehire the position, and so I was there by myself still, and um, started working on the visitor shop, and then COVID hit, mm-hmm. and changed the changed the travel travel industry. everything. So meetings, we froze our budget. Um And, you know, that really made a change, but we eventually were able. And so by September of 21, uh, we were able to have a sneak peek of the visitor shop to our new advisory council. That was another big project I wanted to do before yes. I left. And um, we were able to have some of our representatives from the city there who we had also gained funding from for the first time. And so it was just very cool to see all that come together, and to then you know see how great it's doing now. And that merchandise that we originally kind of teased in the launch is selling like crazy now. And it's cool. It's getting that it's brand authentic. out there.
0: It's authentic. It's not a. It's not cheap like no. you, It's I'm, I mentioned LL Bean. Um, mm-hmm. It's that quality too, and it people's. It's on people's jeeps. Mm-hmm. It's on the logos. And, well,
1: and you know I I basically doubled the staff there before I left. And it's actually, it's funny, it's two years this month Is since it? I left. And I love seeing how things have come together. But Taylor Plush, I cannot say enough about her, met her through the Hog Rally. Yeah, great, going back to that. Great
0: addition, great um, addition.
1: She uh, stepped in, and I wanted her to do the visitor services and to be able to really help with the visitor shop and the merchandising and all that. And she's killed she's it. She's taking
0: it and run with
1: it. Yeah. and To uh, another
0: le- I mean, it, it evolves. Mm-hmm it's coming
1: yeah yep yeah, they're just doing a great job
0: you know we don't have a whole lot of time ah. left let let's talk about uh real quick plug for the rails with oh with the rails with trails yeah let's talk about that project the long-reaching effects then i want you to spend a little bit of time <laughs> on your business and well, do a little commercial let's do commercial first for your okay. business and then i'll let you know when we got about a minute left and okay Let's talk about the rail trail.
1: Well, we'll talk about tour of the Upper Cumberland then. Yes. So, yeah. uh, so fast forward uh, to February of 2022, I had the opportunity to uh, acquire tour of the Upper Cumberland, and it had been, you know, a, a kind of a hobby for the owners in the past, and they had done some weekend trips, and were selling out, and you know, it was just, I had planned. Opportunity. Yeah. And I'd been planning tours, you know, for the state and then for the region for so long, it was like no brainer. Like, this is what I should be doing next. <laughs> and, um, so I stepped into that and, uh, within two weeks I was, I bought the business and I was like, okay. And I kept thinking about you. Cause you always used to say, you know, I'm the dog that caught the school bus. Now what do I do? And so <laughs> I kind of was in that mode, but I was like, you know what, you know, we got to take the risk and we'll figure it out. So, You know, if there's not a net, we'll build one. And so um, I took the first year to really kind of audit the business and Mm -hmm. see um, and started getting a lot of uh, group requests. So kind of changed the business model to focus on group tours instead of just seat by seat sales. And so people can do custom tours with us. Um, I mean, we have everything from family reunions to wine tours you know i have this this weekend i've got a bachelorette group who are going to be doing uh visit the bison ranch and uh bison and bachelorettes we're going to do a brunch tour after that and then go and uh, hit one winery and you know every tour is custom and uh with our waterfalls and all these places that we've got it's just amazing the things and people get a little overwhelmed because there are so many things to do. So we just kind of are able to package everything and put it together for them, and all they have to do is show up. And so it's a great way to showcase the area.
0: You did catch the school bus, and it's <laughs> and the bus is getting bigger. You're getting more and more buses. It's getting big because we're seeing all these people move in from all over the country
1: and relocation and, tours. is great re- for
0: relocation, us. The, or the and they want to go spend a day going to Monterey or mm-hmm. the. You know the Amish or what? Whatever, we yeah. can start. We naming. can do
1: everything from muddy pond to mo- moonshine.
0: Okay, look <laughs> a, a quick commercial for the for the rail trail and what we're what we're, what we're how we're going to expand it. Well, that's it. We're 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 going to have a new focus on the the rail trail, expanding mm-hmm. it. And uh, I'm yeah. excited about that. That will be a huge economic it, it benefit in years to come.
1: Yeah, I recently did some tours with Tennessee Tech and. Uh, showcase that for Family Weekend, and everybody I told about were like, oh, that is so cool.
0: And uh, we could just go on and on. George Halford uh, with Local Matters with uh, our visitor guru, Molly Brown. Thank you, Molly.
1: Hey, thank you so much.